Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. You mean to tell me that you saw Cabal invading? You saw the Cabal take our light. You have got to stop stepping into that weird machine future war cult has. Welcome to the Hangar Lounge. I am your host, Maria Hunter V. I am also your host, Eric Hunter A. And I'm Kelly, your host and warlock A+. What are we talking about? What is this episode? This is like a little bit out of our recording schedule. Why are we doing this? I can tell you why. Why? Why? Because the Destiny 2 beta's out! <laughs> and we've been playing it all week. Oh. We've been playing it so much. My so hands much? And my eyes hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my unrelated, but eyes. do you remember that one time when we were trying to beat Crota for the first time and I had to wear a wrist brace because we were playing so much oh that I ended up hurting myself? Anyway. I feel like I power through the hand pains at this point because I get the twinge, right? Yeah. But then I'm just mm-hmm. like, just power through it. You gotta use your hands for everything. You just got to play that crucible. Yeah. I think breaks and do some like hand massages or yeah, you know, exercises. These are the, the tips. That tiger bomb. These are the tips from the Hangar yeah. Lounge. Keep your hands healthy and make sure to stretch them. It's beta time. We've been playing the beta. We've all played the beta. Right? A lot. Yes. Yeah. A lot. Yes. We've all played the beta a lot. Mm-hmm. And there are things that we all like and we kind of don't like slash we don't like the biggest (laughs) argument i've seen in the the community is what should be considered feedback what is right to judge because this is a beta what is what is like valid feedback or what is just like complaining but then it being like well this is the beta why are you complaining about this by the way i should say there's gonna be spoilers for the destiny 2 beta in here oh yeah so if you want to go into the full game with you know a fresh fresh pair of eyes with no spoilers this isn't the episode for you yeah, stop listening to it right now. Stop listening to this episode, unfortunately, right now. Because we'll miss spoilers you. are yeah. ahead. We'll it's, miss you. We hope fair. you have a fantastic day. We hope you keep playing video games. Spoilers ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would like to stay away from story spoilers. Oh, man. I really got to talk be... about that. But I really want to talk. You could, you could talk about that but you cannot talk about it objectively because this is it is a moment in which i would encourage people to experience it yeah i know boy does it make me mad but regardless (laughs) in like a good way regardless so there might be slight spoilers we're gonna try and avoid big spoilers yeah so we can talk about mechanics though yes that's that's fine i wanted to address your question real quick maria about what is good feedback and what is just random feedback that right. is like I should be able to have 16 grenades and 20 guns at once <laughs> in all of my arms. I think it comes in two parts, right? Because the beta, first of all, Bungie is really good at collecting data from the game, mm-hmm. right? We've seen it before with their crucible maps, like their hot spots. They know what guns we're using. They know how we're playing. And that's a set of data that's really concrete, right? 
if Bungie right. looks at that data and is like, wow, a lot of people are using auto rifles in the new Crucible. What's that about? <laughs> That's like some really solid feedback that I think should be considered, right? Right. Of course, community is going to have feedback as well. And what we've learned is that Bungie is great at taking feedback from the community. There's going to be plenty of people yelling, right? Or being mm-hmm. angry or being really happy and really excited. All of that stuff. But that is the job of the lovely community managers as well as Bungie to kind of sift through that and look at it objectively. Gotcha. They might even be looking for things that back up the statistical data that they've received, you know, just from the game overall, from all of us playing it. Cool, cool. I I, I think that a good criticism usually comes with not necessarily an anecdote, but an explanation of how it changes how you behave. And that can be used in determining if that's a desirable outcome or not. For instance, a really quick one could be the grenade recharge rate is really slow. It causes me to hold my grenades, which means that I use my guns more often, which means I don't use the powers that were given, which means that I don't feel powerful yes. anymore because I don't have that. And Bungie can look at that and be like, well, we don't want you to feel powerful. You need to modify yourselves to um, increase that output. We don't have, for instance, any sort of recharge mods. We don't have any exotics on hand. So perhaps that's already been resolved. Perhaps that was their intent all along. Yeah, I think they definitely made this game feel a lot harder in some good ways and some bad ways, right? The recharge rate is definitely an issue that the community has, but something we are going to keep in mind as we talk about the beta is the fact that this build is months old. And some of the issues that we might have might already be resolved in a build that currently exists at Bungie. But it's or with items that we don't even have. Yeah. yeah, and they've even released like statements on this week at Bungie and even on their Twitter where it's like we are aware of certain balancing issues because yeah. you're playing an old build and be aware that the weapons you like now they might have a different balance when the actual game comes out. Yeah, so this might also coincide with classes themselves, like they might be balanced differently whenever the actual game comes out. Sure. They most likely will be balanced differently. So I would hope so. So let's just start with like first impressions. What was the experience when you opened up the game for the first time? And major character, quote, quote, unquote, unquote. made your character. (laughs) Quote, unquote. (laughs) And, you know, hopped Uh, right in there. Could we start with the title screen? Could we start with the title screen and how it's beautiful? Mm -hmm. And, like, just like, you know, Vanilla Destiny was, but it's, like, nice fluorescent white with these nice <laughs> designs all I'm through not... it. And the gosh darn... What? I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, right? I freaking love the title screen. I already know, though, bleary eyes. I just woke yeah. up. The TV's <laughs> right in front of me. And that white screen, I'm going to be Welcome like... Welcome to Ugh. Destiny 2. It's Destiny it's 2. wake up. Yeah, I guess that's why they did that. They're like, you've got to wake up. This is serious No, I actually think it's a really interesting idea that they made the screen white. And Mm -hmm. I'm an artist, right? So I can totally read into this way deeper than what they were thinking. But Do it. Do it. 
I like <laughs> the do. fact that in the original Destiny, our enemy was the darkness, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the title screen reflects a world covered in darkness. And then in this one, it's about reclaiming our light. Mm. And the title screen is this stark white with sacred geometry. Geometric patterns. Yeah. yeah. Just Can really I? cool designs. Uh, I, I read texture. I read like things that Bungie said at the San Diego Comic Con panel. And it's yeah. about yeah. Gull's motivations. If I talk about that, would that be considered spoilers? That's a tricky one. Like, do you That's want... That's a tricky one. Yeah, like, do I talk about it or do I not talk about it? Like, do you guys want to hear it or... I really want to hear it very badly. And I think we should just put a spoiler warning tag on this episode. Yeah, yeah I guess we just flat out go with it. This is a general all-encompassing yeah i mean i'm not i'm not saying like this is what he says in the game this is just like what bungie said what his motivations were and how they shaped him as a character i don't know i remember that one part at the very beginning of the game where he just kind of comes up on screen and he's like hey this is me and these are my exact motivations and this is why i'm doing this this." is my three-point project Here's my here's my I bet you wondering how I got here. <laughs> no. Scratch disc. Scratch disc. I bet you're Everything wondering how I got here. Oh no. <laughs> no. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. No. I bet you're wondering how I got here and what that thing on the traveler is. <laughs> well Well, if I got a rewind. Yeah. Rewinds. Anyways. Bungie was at San Diego Comic-Con, and yeah. they had a panel with the wonderful yeah. Lance Reddick. I wish I was there just for Lance Reddick. Yeah, but Lance Reddick. They said that Gull views himself as a valiant white knight. He sees himself as the hero, which oh is why God. he is all dressed in white mm-hmm. in that white armor. So, He's paladin. Yeah, he sees himself as the hero that we've been hogging the traveler for our own very selfish, selfish reasons. You know, like you jump off towers, right? And resurrect yourselves. What the heck? So he's trying to reclaim the traveler. Sure jumped off something for, this time, right? For his, for his race, <laughs> for, for the good of his race. He's trying to reclaim the traveler. So he sees himself as the white knight. So I was just mm-hmm. like, thinking about that while you were talking about the intro screen like how do you view that with the intro screen oh yeah i was gonna address that but we were avoiding spoilers because i was gonna mention i mean that like wearing it's all in white and the gold trailer i think i really love that <laughs> i mean like you're, you're true because like in the grand scheme of things this is the first mission this is yeah. the first mission and what a long mission it is by the way which we could also talk about oh, we're, we're, um i have a lot of things to a say about glorious mission, mission. Beautiful mission. Love it. I want to talk about like my first impression on it. I really do. You pick your guardian, cutscenes happen, right? And you're like, oh, cool, cutscenes. Really oh, good cutscenes. Yeah, you're like, oh, these look pretty good. Hold pretty on. Good. And then. Stop. I want to talk about the cutscenes. Not too we in depth. Gonna t- Not too in okay. depth. I just okay. want to talk say about animation. That... <laughs> so yesterday I was feeling really sentimental and I was watching. The first cutscene from the original Destiny, right? Mm-hmm. The original mission where your ghost finds you and revives you. And then mm-hmm. I was watching the cutscene 
when you're speeding towards the tower with your ghost. And he's like, just really familiar with you and being really sassy with you. And I was just having a lot of feelings about the relationship between you and your ghost and how it's evolved and how Mm -hmm. you guys have gotten to be such this incredible team. I think it's good that they did that as well. Just real quick is because some people, this is their first start. Like this is the first time they're going to be playing destiny. They're going to not play destiny one at all because who plays destiny one dead game. It immediately sets a familiarity, uh, like a a kind of uh, two best friends, best buds, buddy cop action film, 80s, etc. It immediately with like one line sets a relationship between those two. Mm -hmm. And that means that it does make it more important. I mean, like the ghost throughout all of this, in general, all acting in this, but the ghost particularly was so... I just wanted to protect them mm-hmm. the whole time. For me, so that's, it's just great. That's always been a thing for me with Destiny. And I am going to talk about this in our third episode. I'm going to bring it up again. But I'm, I guess I might as well bring it up here for people that have already played the game. Destiny has never been about our guardian saving the galaxy. For me, it hasn't been that way. It's always mm-hmm. been, for me, it's always been that relationship. It's never been about the city. It's never been about saving the galaxy. It's been... This, my ghost is concerned and I want to make my ghost not concerned anymore because I care about my ghost. Yeah. So that's always been a, like, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it's a very strange perspective. Like, usually it's like, oh, we're the big tough people and we're here to save the world. For me, it's like, no, we're here to save our ghost because our ghost is concerned. So I want the ghost to not be concerned anymore. They're also our friend. Yeah, yeah, that too. Ghosts and guardians are this sacred connection, you know? Mm -hmm. We've talked about it a little bit before, but there seems to be a level of consent in this bond where the ghost will ask the potential guardian if they want to come back, right? So this is a bond that just exceeds everything, right? It goes beyond death because you can cheat death because you're a guardian. So it's it's everything. And I think Mm -hmm. looking at it from that perspective, I want to protect my ghost, makes the rest of this game a lot harder emotionally. And I look forward to it. I think story-wise, I would like to be able to establish more connections with other characters yeah. or even just like the city as a whole yeah. because you know you never got to see it you always looked at it from afar and it was really lame you you read about it in the grimoire cards you, re- you read about them playing dodgeball and i was that's like so i i want to save this place yeah. but i can't say that that's true in the game because the only connection that i really have is to my ghost mm-hmm. so I'm hoping with this is that we can fully, not necessarily, I guess maybe not fully, but establish more of a a bond with the area, our social space. Um, The farm is, I believe, what it's being called, especially since we're probably going to be part of building it. Yeah. I mean, like that could be super fun is like maybe not like you per like on person have like, oh, we're going to build this thing here and build this thing here. You know, customizable farms doesn't really fit the whole 26 player limit. But it just, you know, yeah. it it would be nice to have a place that you can call your home yeah. for sure. But I mean, in this first story mission in Homecoming, I already felt it to such an incredibly deep degree. Seeing yeah. all of the characters 
not in a cutscene, right? Interacting mm-hmm. with you, talking to you, yeah, mm-hmm. pushing yep. or pulling open very heavy doors for you. Give them hope. Give them war. And you're just like, okay, Shax, I will. I don't know where you got that raised lighter from, but yeah, yeah. let's go. I'm really excited <laughs> that it. Lord Shax is the canonical wielder of raised lighter. Yeah. Those those animations, which coming from an animator, so I'm biased, but animation is such an intense selling point for me. Experiencing that really incredible movement and the animation in this game in the first mission was awesome, right? It was really mm-hmm. compelling. Each character had their own thing. I mean, it's easy to kind of fall into just a way of animating things, right? For each character. But like the way Lord Shax moved versus Cade 6, you could tell without even if you muted the game, you could tell the difference between them. Yeah. Just in their motions. Mm-hmm. And that's an incredibly powerful thing. So I'm just really, really happy that they just integrated that personable connection where you're not in a cutscene. You're standing in front of Cade Six and he's mm-hmm. golden gunning some dudes and it's really cool and really great and he's being his sassy self. For me, like really good first impression when we loaded into the first level, the first thing I immediately thought was this looks like a game for the PS4. Yes. This oh, looks totally. like a current generation game. Yes. The, everything was, and I think that's why my eyes hurt, is because everything is so beautiful <laughs> now that it's causing me eye strain. Yo, those particle effects are just Everything was so like good. really saturated everything too. Everything was a lot of really intense clear, colors. crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Like, it's beautiful. That's what I love about yeah. Destiny is that there's just so much color in it. It's so bright and it's vibrant, you know? It's amazing what like a, a set color palette can yeah. do. Like, is there any other story stuff? Uh, well, another thing that I really liked and it was kind of like in the back of my mind on my wish list was the fact that when you're in that first mission area and you're meeting up with an NPC, other guardians can jump in on your campaign mission it isn't like you're in a patrol zone it's not that it's not that at all it's just you're in that level and they can join in on you in that level and i was like this is something i've secretly wanted it it happened they did it they let you they let other rando guardians be in your mission and for me that is so cool it's that so that great. they did I hope that success too like, yeah i it's really interesting that it was on that one and the context of it like you can actually see people like who were there before you and you can watch as like oh they got that one part where they need to move ahead now so you can see them just run off to there and another person shows up on the side or you're like i'm the one here Mm -hmm. i remember actually lingering there for probably a little too long the ghost was like we gotta go (laughs) um just like killing enemies and stuff like that because it was so interesting and also because zavala had a bunch of orbs yeah. on the field. So I wanted to mess Thank around. Thank you, Zavala. Um, uh, I revived Zavala the other day. <laughs> I remember that you were yelling. I was about really, it. really excited about it. That <laughs> my beautiful commander, who Bungie, his eyebrows are missing on his model right now. Uh, they're the wrong texture. He's never had eyebrows. He's had eyebrows. I was so excited that. Commander Zavala needed my help to be resurrected. 
I was so excited. Nice it was like such think, a big moment for me. Do you think there's there there are salty guardians out there that just stare at his ghosts and they're like, do I do it? Nah. Do are I do sure? it? Nah. I don't know. Nah. I don't know. Yeah, just leave them. Okay, I guess. <laughs> and then they yeah. revive him. It only happened to be yeah. once though. Uh, is there anything else that we want to talk there about? There is one thing I want to talk about. Yeah? What's that? Eric, you can probably guess what I'm going to talk about. Can you talk about it? I'm going uh, to s- Let's talk about the turbines. I'm, I'm guessing that's what you're general. going to be talking about. I'm just going to speak in general <laughs> terms. Bungie did a fantastic job introducing a very intimidating, menacing oh, yeah. villain. It's incredible. Just They did a good yep. job how shitty you feel and how inadequate you feel when my boy Gaul shows up. You know, like, what I thought at one point was like, you know how badass he shows up, he appears? Did he purposefully let our guardian board his ship and be like, no, 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 just let them them do whatever they want to do. I'm going to do my thing and we're going to, I'm going to show them who's boss here. I have a cool monologue that I've been preparing on the way here (laughs) and I need to say it to someone soon. So just let the guardians go through the shit. It'll be fine. It's a little thing, like it's a really nice touch that Bungie added where he actually looks at his hand to like read off the monologue that he's going through. When he like backhands you, he needs to read through it. It was really good. Yeah. (laughs) That was really good. Um, That's all I'll say about that. No, it it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. They they immediately set this character who purposely hurt you before we finished uh, episode two. So we were talking about the Taken King and Oryx, who I find is like one of the more compelling enemies sure. in Destiny 1. And it was mostly just because they decimated the reef and they were just they showed power. In this case, technically speaking, Gaul hasn't really done that much that's like permanently altered the solar system. Oh, there's a big hole in our ring of Saturn now permanently because Oryx wanted to do a punk thing and ruined land there forever. <laughs> Gaul just beat us up. Yeah. And that was it. But it made me so mad. I was like, oh, I'm coming for you. I'm coming oh, yeah. for you. Man. I'm going to get you. And your, your impossible turbines that no one understands the first time. The only thing that made me sad is that I played the first story mission and then I played it again and I played it again and I played it again, right? And every time <laughs> right. I was yeah. like, hey, why did I pre-order this beta? Because now your girl has to wait until September to figure I out what know. happens next. We're and now get... all I can do is yeah. theorize and suffer. Yeah, yep. we're going to get like really bad withdrawal. We're gonna I already like... have it... withdrawal from not playing the game I, I... for like... I'm do I'm going cold minutes. turkey. I'm just not playing Destiny I'm, until September sixth. Yeah, I'm, I'm just it. done. I need to take after a break. seeing for me for me it's after seeing the beautiful graphics. I'm I'm that person that's like I refuse to play a really old game like from PlayStation One <laughs> because I know the graphics are going to be really boxy. I'm yeah. I guess a little bit of a snob like that. I just can't do it. I can't play old games with the boxy graphics. It's hard for me to do that. So for me to play Destiny 2 and how beautiful it was and then go back to Destiny 1 and I'm just like, Ooh. I don't know. I played Destiny 1 this morning, y'all, and it was still very beautiful. It's great. Oh, no. And then it's like another great. reason I need to go cold turkeys because I have a backlog of games that I should get to yes, before. Yes, that's also yeah, a thing. Yeah, I do need to do that. 
I need to play a bunch of other games between <laughs> this and Destiny 2 because it's going to be Destiny 1 all over again when it's the only game I play yeah. for like months. Yeah, it really, it really is. So uh, that first mission happened and we were, we got left with the worst slash best cliffhanger. It's the worst. No spoilers, but I auditorily gasped and then stood yeah. up at the end. It was not a great cliffhanger. I kind of wish stuff. they would let us play like the first mission and then some, but they did a little it, more. So now we have please? to wait. No. Bungie. Yeah. So then, Hook us up, Bungie. Come on. and then we got to play Crucible and the Strike and yes. our new subclasses, which yes. are so. Arc Strider for the Hunters, Sentinels for the Titans, and Dawnblade for the Warlocks. So, why don't we talk about mechanics, things that we enjoyed? Either about the subclasses or anything in general. I think we probably should start with the subclasses, yeah, though. Yeah. Did anybody like what they had that's new? I like the Arc Strider a lot. Arc Strider really was Bungie's <laughs> solution to fixing Blade Dancer. Arc Strider's freaking fun. It's a lot the first of time fun. I did that, the first time I did that dodge, melee, dodge, melee, dodge, mm-hmm. melee, dodge, melee, dodge, melee, ad infinitum, it was, oh, it's like, oh, this is glorious. This, this is the most fun. Yeah, thing. it's a lot of fun. And then I also like the fact that your super has combos that you can do. Someone found mm-hmm. out in the Destiny community that Arkstrider has combos that you can execute and it'll do a different end finishing yeah. move every time. Those people and I was will like, destroy us so in the Crucible. Cool. Who cares? Those people who know the truth. We'll talk about that when we actually talk about Crucible and the <laughs> super recharge rate. Or <laughs> some things that you liked about that subclass. I like the new dodge... And then you can either reload your melee ability or reload your guns. So that was pretty yes. cool. I like that about it. I like there's different animations for both of them, too. Mm-hmm. One of them is like the, the typical shade step where you do like a jump and roll. The other one is like, sort of like a leap to the side yeah. with your gun still being held. I really enjoy that it's more of a melee-centric class. And while I'm not... The biggest fan of how both of the Hunter subclasses are, they just don't have this huge perk for PvE like the other ones yeah. do. They feel great. Well, maybe not. I, I'll i admit that I, I'm not the biggest fan of what we got to play for the Gunslinger. It just didn't feel powerful enough for me. But the Arc Strider, it just felt fantastic. It felt mm-hmm. like even when I wasn't killing things with like a single shot melee, I was like, this is awesome. It's so tense. I'm so scared. And I'm just like on edge every time I'm dodge rolling and thing is you get into like you get into that zen gaming moment really easily that i really enjoy it's that moment when you stop playing the game and you're just like there you know you don't realize that you have a controller in your hand you're just behaving and acting and reacting it like instantaneously mm-hmm. and it, it's super easy with the arch strider yeah i i really like that and it's a very different class from what we've seen sure. honestly in our blade dancer i think that's what it was called i'm trying to forget things now um the Blade Dancer, I just it felt like it was too much of a hodgepodge. There was like the invisibility perk. There was like the melee kind of centric thing, but it takes forever to recharge your melee there too. So it was like, what 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 do they want with this? Yeah. Um, and the Arc Strider, it seems a lot more evident. Also, I don't, th- I think you're not faster when you have the super on arc strider but you sure as heck feel faster because you're like running with it like the staff is behind you and you're like charging forward and then you might do like the infinite dodge rolls that you have where you're like hopping towards people and they're like oh shit oh shit oh shit this is like that's something that i really wanted from hunters is like this feeling of ability i don't necessarily need 
mobility. Like, I don't need to feel like, oh, I could get where no one else can. I just want it to look like that. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. The The super feels powerful. I like the area of effect attacks that it has mm-hmm. where it can hit multiple enemies. Unlike the Blade Dancer, it can only focus on one. So I can kill large swaths of enemies instead of just one or two. Yeah. Hopefully... There isn't any of that half orb bullshit for the Blade Dancer because I'm still mad about that. Like yeah. Bungie, I didn't, I didn't notice. There it. better not be the case. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't seem like it. Didn't it didn't seem like. But... It. I didn't notice it whenever you're playing the strike and you come across that large platoon of Cabal, and I'm just like Arc Strider time, and then yep. I feel like I created enough. Like it felt right the ratio of enemies killed to orbs produced. It didn't feel like I was yeah. shorted. So, any more comments on the hunter things? Because those are that's mine. I like the Arkstrider. It's basically what you should come up. Yeah, I played really Gunslinger great. and it just didn't have the same impact that Arkstrider did. Like I, I just wasn't I interested in playing a Gunslinger at all. I was like, this Arkstrider is just way cooler. What about Warlocks? Since we have a Warlock hey. here, how do you feel about the Warlocks? So I played both of the classes the subclasses uh pretty extensively what i like about the dawn blade is the aerial maneuverability i like Mm. the fact that you can Mm -hmm. hover with your gun i like the fact that you can do the twilight garrison dodge but the super just didn't feel very satisfying to use for me yeah i felt the same i agree with that i really predictably loved the Voidwalker. I'm biased. Oh, totally. I I have played a Voidwalker Warlock for the majority of my Destiny career. I've skipped off of it Mm -hmm. occasionally to go play the other subclasses, but I've always gone back to Voidwalker. I really love the overcharge, the grenade overcharge. In the Crucible this morning, I was running around with scatter grenades and I was overcharging them and, you know, just watching them chase after enemies. It was really really wonderful i love just the giant hell mass i the love death orb. how it tracks people. <laughs> the death orb the death orb oh it's so I've, good i've been on on the business end of that orb where i just spawn in and i see it coming at me and i'm like oh no and i'm running <laughs> yeah. i am running for my life and i can't do anything about it because if i shoot <laughs> at it it's gonna explode and also kill me yeah so i'm just yeah. like oh god Quite it's great. honestly, it's so good. I'm really interested in the other skill tree, the yeah. Devour skill tree. I really yeah. want to know more about that and play it because it just seems mm-hmm. very, very interesting to me. But yep. I love that Nova Bomb. And I was killed by one today where I like dodged out of the way, but it still landed. And then like all of the little extra nodes came off and Axiom exploded and I exploded. And I was yeah. like, that's the best it's so good and then i feel kind of bad though because they're really pushing the dawn i felt like for what they showed at gameplay reveal and at e3 they were really pushing the dawn blade to be like look at this cool class you get to summon a sword but it just felt so underwhelming and it also feels super short yeah if you're using if you're using the dawn blade just to like throw the sword swipes and that's its intended purpose i feel like it lasts maybe three seconds. Mm-hmm. It's super Probably short. Probably a little longer, but it's it's not long enough yeah. to feel 
like the sun singer felt long yeah. because you had grenades and just recharge rate and yeah. all that stuff you just throw grenades everywhere and it's awesome at the same time it's also not the best yeah. i don't know i think that big explosions outbeats a flaming sword any day yeah. and like- watching the watching that looming ball <laughs> uh shot out by my teammate in the strike come up behind the cabal that i was shooting and i was just like looking at it and it's like humming and it's making this like death like this unsettling noise i'm just like it's coming it's gonna get there i might as well just stop shooting and then just <laughs> just huge nice fully work by the way <laughs> huge explosion is just everywhere and i was like this is this is glorious. This feels powerful. Yeah, it definitely does and feel like, powerful. The recharge for the grenades great. For me, and every time I saw the big bomb explode and then the little ones, I was like, it's like a death firework. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. It's Voidwalker beats Dawnblade in my mind mm-hmm. any day. It's just so much more fun throwing grenades down and watching people explode or it, it just feels more destructive, yeah. just like raw energy, whereas Dawnblade is a little more focused, but it it's just, just like it feels really, aerial stuff. Yeah, it feels really <laughs> underwhelming, so they need to either maybe like make it longer or add something to it. I don't know. It just feels underwhelming to me. Hey, Steve, <laughs> how do you feel about the Titan? I think it's pretty great. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Thanks for the feedback. Thanks, Steve. Um, yeah. <laughs> I played a little bit of Striker and a little bit of Sentinel. Mm-hmm. So I played a lot. Yeah, Maria, why don't you take it away? I liked both of them a lot. One of the main reasons why I really like Sentinel, and I think everyone has said this, is because you get to throw the shield around and feel like Captain America. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I get to be Captain America. But I also like the Sentinel because it has... A lot of different uses, so you can still summon the bubble. I right? think that was but a if great. You summon the one tree. Yeah, they yeah. but if you summon the bubble, you can't use the shield as Captain America. But yeah. if you summon the shield, you can go. You can throw your shield once, I think, once or twice, and then I, you can I think also. If you throw it immediately, sorry, it it it's because it, it's on a recharge yeah. thing. If you throw it immediately after you Act- you start your super, you can actually get two of them out in oh. a full super. But it's like at the start and at the very end. Okay, so you can do that. That's like the only way. Though. Pro tips. And then you can just bash people with your shield. And then another thing I noticed when I was playing with my brother, you can also use the shield as like a mini bubble mm-hmm. and just like mm-hmm. defends your people behind you while you take the shots. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever because that's what we did. We were playing the strike. We were in the Vex part, bottom level of that Vex area. And then all these Vex started coming in and he just like, used his super and just used it as a shield while I was taking out all the Vex in front of him. And I was like, this is the coolest teamwork. I also played as Striker, and I feel like the Striker super lasts so long because you can smash once or as many times as you want, or you could just like run around and shoulder charge people, I think. But one yeah. one time I was playing Crucible and I activated it and I there weren't many people around me. So I was just like running around. I summoned a wall for my friends and then I was just waiting for te- enemies to show up and then they showed up and I was like, all right, I'm going to go take care of that. And I took care of it. And it just, for me, I was like, wow, that lasted really long. Uh, earlier today, I died by being punched 
very hard. <laughs> I was really concerned when you said you died. I was like, how are you still I here? I died. But I'm here okay. because I need to do this podcast. <laughs> but regardless, I died by being punched very hard by a striker titan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. It is. Because, you know, they were coming up to me with their fist. And when they run, it feels like they're going so fast. And they have like that horrible motion yeah. blur on them. And they have their blue footprints. And then I was just like, this is my fate. And it it feels fast, too, when you're doing it. Even though I don't think it increases your speed, it's just like the Arc Strider scenario. You feel like you're just like a train Mm -hmm. as you're charging forward. Like, you don't have your guns, I'm pretty sure. You're just, like, running at people like a football player. And you're just like, I'm going to get you. I'm coming for you. Yeah, God. It's fantastic. It was so scary. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I've, I, I like I never played Titan and Crucible before. In D1, I never. I was like, I'm a hunter and that's it. In D2, I'm being good and I'm like, okay, I'm going to play all three classes. And then being a striker Titan in the Crucible, oh my god. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go shoulder charge him. I'll be right back. <laughs> it's so, so good. Yeah. It's a, such it's a powerful feeling. I think that's another thing. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, overall, for all of the subclasses, mm-hmm. I think we just need to see what the weapon mods and the armor mods are going to do to increase yeah. the time. Because for now, it's for now, slow it's just, right now. It's super slow for super recharge and ability. Oh, I was totally. playing Crucible this morning, and I didn't get my super at all. Even though I had a positive yeah. KD, I just wasn't getting my super at all. Yeah. KAD, apparently. A lot of people like to make that distinction. That's a quick note. I do want to ask how you feel about that. That kills and assists are being folded into defeats. Like, I like it. When you I like assist them. I like it, too. I like it a lot. I, I think it-, it feels substantial. Many a time in Destiny 1, I would be playing Clash and it's everyone, it's Clash or Supremacy, whichever one of those. Mm-hmm. And it would just be like people would kill what I've been working on. People yeah. would finish them off for me, I guess. And I'm just like, all right, but really my KD should reflect that, that I got a yeah. ton of assists. But instead it's like, oh, you killed one person. You got 10 assists and you died five times. So yeah. your KD is going to suck. Yeah. But now I, in I, Destiny 2, I it... it shows you like hey no you got that kill because you were working on them so i really like that i think it's great i think it makes people on the lower end of the scale people who don't normally play crucible are just not that great at it or maybe they're just playing the objective like you know what you're supposed to be doing it makes their contributions feel more solid and it benefits them really well and i ask this partially because i see a lot of concerns about people on the upper end of it people who are better at crucible they feel that it kind of chides them it makes them it makes their accomplishments feel worse and i don't know if i agree with that per se unfortunately i don't think any of us are those people uh maria are you those are you (laughs) not that i know crucible god (laughs) kelly are you a crucible god no (laughs) i am not either you're you're Um, pretty okay you and maria are pretty good i am average yeah I would say. I think that both of us are kind of on the average I'm scale. just very bad. Um, I, I feel that people should be rewarded for effort, especially if their effort leads to the kill. 
And and that's the case. That's what happens. You know, you contributed to the damage dealt to this person and then someone else finished it off. It doesn't seem fair that that person gets the benefit, especially if they're not playing the objective like you are. I see a lot of people in control and supremacy and stuff like that. And they don't play the objective like you're supposed to. You know, you're supposed to capture these points or you're supposed to capture these these items that drop on the ground. That's what you get points from. They just kill people and it benefits their KD. Their KD looks great at the end of it, but their contributions might in the end be negligible. And I think that this this effort benefits the team better. Not not only that, but like they fixed, for me it's a fix, they changed the way control is played now it does matter it does matter if you have those points or not because if you capture if you have one point you get a point for capturing that point and getting the kill if you have two points any kill you get is two points if you have three points any kill you get is three points so it's like yeah, yeah you need to capture these points in order to get to 72 or 75. Mm-hmm. You need to, you yeah. need to do it. You Some need to capture it. Yeah. I think it was a wise choice to do that and also to make the first two points of it like they're yours, you know? Yeah. So like That's nice. you have C and the other team has A and that makes yeah. like this very intense rush for B. Mm-hmm. And I think that Yeah makes the game way more stressful. Uh, and then on top of the fact that we only have four players now, which is a choice mm-hmm. that they made that I really, really love. I thought I would hate it, but it's not I, bad. I wasn't sure about it, but it makes it feel way more intimate. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of to and fro, but it's for like really dumb reasons. It's more of a matter of like, I don't like it because there isn't any two-man activities. Mm-hmm. So you can't go from a raid group to easily like, oh, we'll just do a crucible yeah. match. And then you have yeah. two people left on the side. So hopefully they can do something with that. But regardless, that's just the, like the dumb thing. It's just like, it doesn't collapse well into the other things, and, but that's but it. But there is another con, however, with 4v4. Is that if you have anyone that drops out of your match, it is felt like yes. you need four people, especially for their com- quote unquote competitive game mode countdown. I've seen so many salty Sams just like, <laughs> I'm not winning, so I'm going to leave my teammates. It sucks, especially if you're doing matchmaking. Like, if we're competitive, you have to have. A party of four. Yeah. So I think Bungie needs to think of a reward or punishment system for if you drop out of a match. And it's understandable. Like if you drop out because of connection issues, that's fine. Like that's, that's understandable. But if you drop out because you're being a salty Sam, then you should get punished for that. That's not fair. I am kind of harsh when it comes to people who leave, even if they leave because of connection issues or because of like personal duties. It's a matter of, like, if it's a trend, that is when it deserves a punishment, even if it's not intentional. And I hate to say it, like, it's just a matter of, like, you are harming the team. And it's a matter of, like, well, maybe you should just not play Crucible at the moment. It's unfortunate, but you are an actual detriment to your team. Especially now that it's 4v4. Yeah, so it's, like... I think if if there's a trend of people like a certain person who leaves too many games intentionally or otherwise, they might get like a small penalty of like you can't go into any more matches for 30 minutes or so or whatever. Yeah. Like 
I don't think it should be like a huge detriment. It should just be like, hey, just take a breather, maybe go play patrol or something. Because at the moment, you're just not meshing well with what's going on. Hey, guys, Maria, Eric, I have an important question for you. Mm. What is that question? Market or rugs? Rugs. Rugs, not drugs. Market. Drugs. <laughs> Market. Drugs. 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 <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Drugs. I feel like market, it's a lot more open. And I feel like because of that, it's easier to to cap because it's more open. There's like more chances for you to pop those shields for Titans, pop the shields or pop the pools for Warlocks. Like it's a lot easier to cover that. And then Rugs, it's a lot easier to just get naded like yes. everyone just throws their grenades in that room if they know you're there the thing it's- is nolan expects a slow but steady rush into market no one expects it true because they're always yeah. like you they know don't. i love those rugs those rugs are real pretty those rugs <laughs> are real cute and while y'all are over there admiring the rugs I'm sneaking into the market. Which is good because we're encountering the other party and we're working them through. And they're like, oh, we think they're going to rugs. And then someone captures down there and like, oh, shoot, we're two people down and there's still people alive up here. What's going to happen? It's good. It's all part of the, it's all the part of the plan. Love that game mode. Honestly, I really enjoy it. It is fun. I like it. I didn't play it nearly as much as I should have. I did play it a lot. It's fun. I like it, but I don't want to go in by myself because of the Yes. Having a coordinated team is definitely really helpful. Here's another question kind of about that same map because it's more noticeable there. But how do you feel about how when you get shot, it... When you're trying to revive somebody, or you're trying to grip, pick up power armor, power ammo, mm-hmm. excuse me, fallout? that'd be really cool. If you get shot, it resets your, your pickup counter. Like, you can't pick up if you're being shot by something. Mm. How do you feel about that? It hurts, but it is something that we will just have to adapt to. Yeah, I think I'm okay with it. I haven't really played that many game types in Destiny 1 where it required a revive. There would be times when those very few rare moments when I would play Trials and these people (laughs) got really good at holding down the revive button, still move around and still shoot you. And you're just like, I don't know how to do that personally. I, it baffles me how people can do that. So now that this kind of penalty of getting shot if you're reviving someone is in effect in destiny 2 i like that because i hate shooting someone and then they die but then their buddy comes to life and it's like okay they're gonna kill me so frustrating they're gonna kill me (laughs) um i like it on both i like it at both cases i like it for reses and i like it for power ammo but regarding the heavy ammo and the power ammo in this case is that it was super frustrating when you had a team of like five that were around the heavy ammo Mm -hmm. and then you had one person who would just charge in there everyone would scatter because they want to kill them and not die and then they would just run up to the thing grab it and then it's gone and like that was super frustrating because you couldn't stop them yeah until like they were dead in this case you can't do that anymore. You got to actually fight them for it. And they have the numbers advantage. So you could sneak in there somehow and kill them all and then take mm-hmm. it. But, you know, you should anticipate that you will live at least a few seconds longer with power ammo before you get ambushed by another person. And then 
lose at all and then you get really frustrated. I like a lot of the changes they made with PvP. Yeah. In general, I actually felt that this current PvP, which seems to be the consensus from what I've seen, is really good. Yeah. It's really well balanced. It feels good to play. A lot of people were complaining about it at first, but then they're like, no, actually, these are good changes. Yeah, I like it a um, lot. Yeah, it's just great. For me, there's one thing. I feel like if I hit someone twice with my melee, they should die at least two times. I've gotten into punching matches with people yes. where it takes mm -hmm. like three or four punches to yeah. kill them. And that's with the melee ability that I'm using. Like if I use the palm strike for, or I don't know what it is for arc strider, arc strider, like with the melee fully recharged and then I do that dodge and then I hit them again with the melee fully recharged, they're still not dead. So I feel like I know, I know, like, it's probably going to be OP for hunters, especially because they can dodge and then get their melee abilities back. I can see where that issue is, where it would be OP if you get hit twice. But, like, when it feels like I'm in a boxing match with someone, that's an issue for me. I, for one, I'm actually pretty certain that the Arc Strider melee that we have access to does not... Um, consume the melee charge until you get a kill with it. Oh, okay. Because its only benefit is that it gives you your dodge ability uh, if you get a kill with it. And then the dodge ability can recharge your next melee so that you have that. So when you get a kill with your melee, it can, you know, back it chains back and forth. I'm pretty sure that's the case. I don't have the tree open in front right. of me right now. So I'm pretty sure that it doesn't increase your damage when you're meleeing with that thing. Okay. On the, the second hand is that all abilities, which we should note, all abilities do not do huge amounts of damage like they used to. Yeah. It used to be a case where, like, you can actually, like, I think it was, like, the, the, the trend was a single headshot with a hand cannon will pull someone's shield down, and then you can melee them, and that'll kill yeah. them. That was, like, the, one of the quickest ways to drop anybody, and you can see it all the time. Same thing with shotgun melee. I'm sure you guys have seen that as a lot yeah. as well. Me. Um, in this case, yes. <laughs> in this case, they definitely drop them down. And I don't know if I agree with melee so much. Yeah. I think that melee should be kind of heavy and should be that thing, a reward for getting really up in their face and punching yes. them down. It shouldn't be, as you said, a punching match. Because that was always frustrating back in Destiny 1 when you melee somebody, then they melee you back, then you melee them again, yeah. they melee you back, and then you, somehow you die and they get an overshield. Um, <laughs> I'm a little salty about that still. So I think that melee damage should be increased in general. Yeah. Honestly, like in all respect, it should be kind of a little higher. Grenade damage, though, I actually kind of like where it is. Yeah. Everything else, um, I'm happy. It was just melees. It felt like I would get into a boxing match with the other person. Yeah. And we would just punch, 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 punch. Okay, they are, they are dead or I am dead. I guess we should talk about recharge rate then since we started talking about it. I mean, it's um, something I feel and like And speculation. It's just, yeah, it's just I don't like talking about recharge rate because the general consensus is it's super slow. And sometimes yes. you don't even Everyone get your knows. super until the very end of the match. And it doesn't matter anyway because someone already ended the match for you. Yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> the same thing with grenades. And the only thing that had a regular recharge rate was your third Class ability. ability. Yeah. Yeah. That one had a regular rate, and I actually liked that. I like the rate of that one because yes. it would be like, oh, I need a wall. Okay, my wall's ready. Oh, I need a pool. Oh, my pool's ready. So 
That one was the only one that felt normal. I don't like saying like, oh, it's so slow. It is, we get it. But we don't have mods for our weapons or, or for our gear. We don't Armor. know if that's going to be a factor in it. And also, this is the beta build. We don't know if they're going to change that when the actual game comes out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good to notice it and it's good to be like, yeah, it's slow. But I don't want to be like, this game's broken. It's too slow. Destiny 2, thumbs down. You know, it's the beta. <laughs> Part of the reason why I wanted to talk about recharge rates, because I agree, yeah. I we don't have enough information on that. I would have preferred that we did have enough information yeah. about that. The only speculation that we really have are from old pictures regarding the release event, I believe, mm -hmm. where armor did have these super charges faster, these grenade charges faster, melee charges faster. And we can speculate now that we see mod slots on these armor, that those that's what goes into that. So... Let me ask you a quick question. How do you think mods will behave? How do you think they'll work? I think they're... This is like a quick right. future of Destiny 2 question. This is a thought process. I feel like mods are going to be part two of RNG, right? So it's you're going to get mm -hmm. the weapon that's going to be good or bad, and it's up to RNG to give you that weapon. Well, now you need the mod mm -hmm. in order to make that weapon work or in order to make it work the way you want it to work or the gear to make it work the way you want it to work. Well, it's going to be yeah. a thing with I don't know how we're going to get mods. I don't know if it's going to think we but it's going to be a thing we buy or if it's going to think it's going to be a thing that RNG grants us. But I think most likely it's going to be RNG and it's going to be another grind fest to get that specific mod so you can make it work the way you want it to work. It's not a bad yeah. thing, but it's just something else to be like, okay, well, hopefully I get it. RNG isn't I, kind I to think, everyone, though. So. I think it's going to play it a lot like the Horizon Zero Dawn passage. Right. Um, if you ever played that, you get mods from certain enemies and they give you certain benefits. They come in various grades of like uncommon, rare, legendary that kind of that whole deal but they drop a lot right a lot of them i i don't i don't know if that was just my experience but they no, there were so many of them. of them and like i feel second. that's the case that they should do I and hope. i like that because yeah it it lets you make this gear your own mm -hmm. for instance for weapons i i really like the impression of like oh, this weapon's pretty good where it is, but maybe if I increase the range of it, I'll be able to really, you know, I'll be able to make use of its perks better. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you, you try, like, an uncommon range extender thing, and you're like, eh, it's okay, but maybe if I increase the damage of it, maybe I'll be better. And yeah. then you, you put in another, like, uncommon one, like, okay, this is a little better. And then you get, like, oh, this legendary damage booster that I had, like, long ago. I'm going to finally use it because it's consumable, and it's locked in there when you do it. You slot that in there, and you're like, this is my gun now. Yeah. I made this gun. This is This is me. And this is how I play. Um, same thing with your gear. You can be like, I think I, I'm a more of a melee grenade person. So I'm going to benefit all of my yes. grenade and melee charges above all things yes. else. Or maybe you're like, I really want to see that supernova bomb over and over and <laughs> over again. And I mean, who doesn't? Um, you're going to extend your, your super recharge rate way more often. Yeah. And like, I like that a lot because you're building it and you're building it to accommodate you. You know, I'm pointing at the screen right now, but <laughs> I'm point. I might as well point right into your souls. Like you made that gun. 
I don't have that gun, maybe. I don't have that gun. And if I do, it's not the same gun because you made it. I'm proud of you. It's yours. (laughs) It could be really cool if they incorporate a kiosk for it. Because this is one of my biggest concerns. Literally, it is one of my biggest concerns is that shaders are now mods. And mods are consumed when you use them. And I have so many concerns that I need to go out and scavenge for how many pieces of gear? You have your gun, right. so you have three guns, your ghost, you have your ship, your vehicle, and then four, five pieces of armor. Five pieces of armor. You have 11 or 12 things that you need to get a shader for, and you need to get a shader for them because you're going to be the laughingstock without <laughs> So, like, it's going to be infuriating if you want to match with one shader. So they need to make, like, a kiosk system, you know? They need to, like... It could be a case of like, oh, you found this uncommon mod. You can now buy it with Glimmer because we don't do anything with Glimmer right now. Mm-hmm. And then you can mod your guns with that stuff. And like you can experiment more commonly and maybe make like the legendary ones be worth like 10,000 Glimmer. Something like, something like expensive beyond what you'd be really willing to pay for an experiment. Yeah, And then, you know, just or maybe the legendary marks or whatever those things are now. Hey, there's something we didn't talk about. I know, but strike. time. Uh, the strike. Well, you mentioned time, so why don't we talk about how long the strike takes? Because Forever. I feel like that's a, a concern that I've heard from... Uh, yeah, yeah. It, Forever. The strike is about 20, 25 minutes. Every time I've done it, it's always been about that long when we actually try to do it and don't experiment and r- look around the area. And I actually don't hate that length. The only thing that I really dislike about that strike is the final phase of the boss. Yeah, yeah, it takes too long. It takes too long because, for one, the the weak point, the crit point, moves locations, and he moves around all the time. So it's super forever. hard to hit. And then, yeah, he does that. He, he picks an enemy, and then he just, like, stands there and just shoots you forever. And it, it hurts my feelings <laughs> when he does that. <laughs> and he that. should respect your um, feelings, Eric. <laughs> But it's it's really hard to get away from them because there's no there's very few hiding places. You also have to deal with fanatics that are coming up behind you to give you a nice warm hug, and then all the way up to that super mm-hmm. fun, yeah, that boss fight last phase. It's just just a little too yeah. long when he's in there. It should be shorter. It should be like a last ditch effort on their part to be like, oh, we need to kill these guys. We're gonna charge up yeah. here, and you know, it should be like I- the last. No, you know what? I won't say yeah, anything I can, like that. It I should can be like a last moment. Yeah, I can see why they didn't do that because then people would be like, oh, he's a bullet sponge. Like, all you do is sit and do this, like, shoot him. So to add that yeah. last bit of a threat, I think it takes away the feeling of the boss being a bullet sponge, but it just feels a bit too long and a bit too aggressive. I agree. Yeah, I, I think that they should drop the the part where it starts doing that to lower down yeah it's i like that it does that but it should be like a final stand kind of situation where you're like we're gonna do it it's doing this last bit this last ditch five percent health effort thing or less than that ideally and we can just finish it off by just pushing a little further but we might be risking things a little much because it's also charging at us directly Mm -hmm. that kind of situation you know i want it to be like a series of decisions being made immediately when it comes into that case. You're like, should we stand? Should we hide? Should we, should we charge at it? Do damage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Those are my thoughts on the strike. 
I loved it all the way until the very, very end. Mm-hmm. That was it. <laughs> Shout out to a new NPC called Failsafe. Failsafe <laughs> is going to be a very interesting character. <clears throat> I love her. Shout out to yeah. Failsafe. I love yeah. her. I love the fact that, I mean, she seems a little glitched, right? Yeah. Like she has a very yeah. friendly persona and then she digs Switches. into you with the most mm-hmm. vicious of ferns. Yeah. Not into you. <laughs> Into your ghost, into your which ghost. More often hurts me. They have a no. <laughs> they have yeah. a really good relationship that I like a lot. Just what we've seen of it, where maybe there's a bit of an inferiority complex on our ghost's part. Yeah, I kind of want the ending of that relationship to be like, "Oh, you're not too bad. You're not too bad either." And then snide comment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, snide comment on both parts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I reached out to a couple of people in the community. So this is from our Twitter follower, Dylan H underscore two six. And I asked him what his favorite thing and least favorite thing. And one of his least favorite things were of the beta were a lack of playable areas. There's only yeah. one strike and one pvp technically two pvp but it felt like one if you didn't want to play competitive i wish we could have patrolled yeah Yeah. that's the thing like technically we did get two pvp or pve the first mission kind of counts as pve but my problem with it is that you couldn't just be like oh i want to replay it let me select that mission and replay it it was nope you have to delete your character or start a new character in order to replay the first mission I kind of didn't like that. I wish they just let us select it. I hope this isn't an indicator of how it's going to be when the game comes out. Absolutely. I would love to to replay missions. If your mission is good. All missions. And you're confident on how good your mission is, you should be able to let us replay that. Mm -hmm. I I completely agree. Unless it's like a a spinoff mission that they've done in Destiny 1 where it's like, this mission is the same as this mission, but when you finish it, you get this reward. Mm-hmm. For instance, Sleeper Simulant and stuff like that. They should let you replay the missions. Let me play them again yeah. with the, or even you know, like let me look at the cutscenes again. Let me see what you have given me, and don't just like you know take it away. Gave from me, me a beautiful present uh, wrapped in a big beautiful bow, and then you just ripped it right out of my hands. Yeah, pretty much. What else do we got? And then uh, Tumblr user Shadestep, I asked them a general <laughs> uh, question on if they like the beta or not, and they gave a very lengthy, very good feedback. But one thing that I noticed about the strike is that the drill part is very well executed, but I wish it was more involved. And I agree. I hate it when I played that strike, and then I saw people just like run on top and then drop down. Like, they were like, we yep. can skip this drill part entirely. It's such a cool set piece yes. that I feel like you should be able to do more, or at least not skip right through it, you know? I'd love if you could break mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. It, it'd be really cool because there are safe places in that field mm-hmm. for reasons because there are enemies there and you don't want to just, like, kill all the enemies out there because then you wouldn't have anything to fight. But they should kind of you know throw things up in the air a little more um i think like that there are those ditches periodically through it that you kind of have to like duck down into because you're running forward dump down in there and then you're filled with enemies and you gotta fight those guys then you move back up to the drill section you gotta dodge drills again i like that that's how it should work 
and they should kind of drop like i won't say an invisible wall yeah but some sort of blockade to keep you from going up there yeah. because it's more fun when you're playing the mission yeah. dodging the drills man it's awesome oh you know what i'd love to see just some what? of those bad boys get knocked out by that drill i i'm gonna get you a video real soon i need to find it again because that's exactly what happened oh, really? it's great oh boy <laughs> it's great oh boy uh, I'll, I'll have to find that did they have anything else that they said uh they did like this thing uh, about the crucible pulse rifles and hand cannons have been my favorite weapon types and i'm in heaven because oh, these two weapon types are yeah. the best in the beta hell i'm yeah. i suck at hand cannons so i don't know but pulse rifles mm, i've been gun. living in hand cannon heaven the two pulse rifles and the two hand cannons three technically for hunters that they've given us are pretty dang fun to use i honestly have had fun with almost every weapon and then they also said the competitive mode is kind of cool rugs so we got another vote for rugs (gasps) (laughs) market come on you goobers it's markets markets is the best uh one more thing i Mm -hmm. twitter user bell bunny i believe one of the founders of dames of destiny yeah they put out a flyer for an open house for Dames of Destiny and uh, safe gamers. If you wanted to play with them, you pick a time and then they'll send someone to you and you'll play with them. Well, I did that and I played with a user last night and he was super duper cool. He was from the Safe Gamers Alliance. He was a really cool, chill guy. And I was like, finally, someone else to play with in case like my friends are out for, you know, they're doing their thing called life. So someone else to play with. So if you are out there and you're like, well, I want to play Destiny 2, but I don't have any friends, reach out to Dames of Destiny or Safe Gamers. And I'm going to leave a link in our show notes for the beta sode. Reach out to those two groups. They are, from what I experienced... Very cool, very fun to play with. And I played like one strike with them and then we just crucible the rest of the night. So much That's fun. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the dames. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them. That's definitely the, the way to play Destinies with someone that you can talk to. Yeah. Someone that you can kind of jive with. You know, For make sure. friends. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be harder to solo. Absolutely, it's going to be this hard yeah. in the future because, wow, it's always good to have someone on your back, you know, someone to back up yourself. Yeah, it wraps it up, right? Let me put a quick thing in here. There's a thing in our clan at the moment. Uh, this, is, this is probably going to come out past the beta, so you can't do it now. But if you do the inverted spire strike and you get your pike... <laughs> Pass the man cannon at the drills. I want to see how you did that because that was something that we've been trying to do. We're trying to get the pike to the final boss, <laughs> but we can't get past those man cannons. PM me, like, and tell please. me how to do it. Don't I tell mean, Eric. Don't. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> tell me. You're nope. gonna have to. You're gonna have to <laughs> send footage though, because by the time we release this, it'll be Monday. Yes. yes. Yeah. So it send will footage. be past the beta time. So this will be something for if you've done it in the past or if you're if you do it in the future when the game actually drops, please, I want to see it done because it needs to happen. Yeah. It needs that. They we put those pipes there for out. a reason. Yeah. <laughs> we will give you a shout out on the podcast. If you send us video evidence that you can bring the pike to the final boss of the inverted spire strike. Thank you. That wraps it up. And yeah. Uh, 
couple yep. things since this is the beta sode. Doesn't matter if it's the beta sode. I'm going to say the same thing that I say always. Please yes. <laughs> rate and review us on iTunes. Pretty, pretty, please let us know. Rating and review us doesn't only let us know how we're doing, but it lets other people know that, hey, this is something that you should listen to. So it's good to get the word out and it would be a very kind thing to do. Don't be afraid to follow us on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter handler is at Hanger Lounge. Dylan H underscore two six followed us. Thank you for doing so. And like, we'll interact with you. We'll talk to you. And then you can find us on our website as well. The hangerloungepodcast.com, right? The hangerloungepodcast.com. Awesome. Ooh. So find us there. Find us at Hanger Lounge. Rate and review us on iTunes. We want to be a part of the community. We need interaction for that to happen. I'm reaching out. I'm trying. So we're yeah. doing it. Hey, and if you like what you hear tell a buddy word of mouth is great right and uh yeah thank you so much for listening thank you to the beta so